0: Hi, this is Steve.
1: And this is Lisa. Uh,
0: And this is our podcast called?
1: I Married a History Teacher.
0: And we have been away for a long time.
1: Yep. It's been a minute or two.
0: Yeah. Now that I have my overalls, I have something else to fidget with that's going to make noise on the background of our podcast.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the theme, so I'm glad we're staying true to ourselves.
0: Yeah. Um, You have food all over your face. You
1: still look more ridiculous with those overalls (laughs) on.
0: All right. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, but sorry to our hardcore listeners. We've been, we did some traveling. Congratulations, Ben and Claire, for getting married.
1: Yes, my brother.
0: Yeah. Um, so we are out west for some time.
1: Yes. Yeah, we've been away for over a month now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And while we were out west, I decided that we should do a western-themed podcast, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Started doing my research about one of the locations we stayed in.
1: Okay, so
0: guess in, what city? I
1: mean, either San Fran or Vegas. How did you know? I'm a genius.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna decide, I'm gonna do the history of uh, Las Vegas.
1: That's a good one,
0: right? Because why want to? Why do San Francisco? Everybody knows what happened in San Francisco. A bunch of people from Oklahoma, like gold and stuff. yeah, and a bunch of Oklahomans just settled out there looking for gold. You know, boom, story over. Yeah, but Vegas, bro.
1: Yeah. All I know is that Chevy Chase made it trendy, and maybe that's where it got its beginnings. Is that it a, really bad is track, that a sorry.
0: Vegas vacation joke? It was, yeah.
1: I don't know. It, in my it's head, a, I was like, hey. you know, sometimes you're like, I don't really know what's going to come out, but I'm going to go for it. That was one of those moments. Yeah, well, Lisa, I'll tell you what. As, which as, is most of my moments on the pod, really. <laughs> I, think,
0: I think what we'll learn from Vegas is that, you know, not everyone's going to be a winner. You know? Speaking of losers. (laughs) You know, you win some, you lose some. But you usually lose
1: them. Happy to demonstrate that.
0: Yeah. Um, So let's talk, you and I, Lisa, about just sort of our experience in Vegas. Because you and I go to Vegas a lot. We spend a good amount of time in Vegas.
1: We do. My grandparents retired out there, and then after they passed – my father hung on to the condo, and so, yeah, we go out at least once a year.
0: Yeah, and you got we got Uncle uh, Uncle Mike and Aunt Randy out there. Yeah, uh, so we got family in Vegas. We got mm-hmm. the, the little condo in Vegas. It's a super fun, chill spot. It is. It's
1: chill, contrary to many people's assumptions.
0: Uh-huh. And I I kind of want to talk about this concept a little bit. I'm gonna about, I'm gonna like about to make fun of just about every one of our friends and family.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Like. If people saw what we do in Vegas versus like what most people do in Vegas, they'd be like so confused. Yeah. So we go to Vegas to chill.
1: Yeah. But, well, yeah, we're about 15 minutes north of the Strip.
0: Yeah, we're in this. We stay in this place called Summerlin. Mm-hmm. It's essentially a suburb of Las Vegas. It's like you know. It's a bunch of houses with little yards and, like, little old folks' homes everywhere and stuff like that and, like, local casinos.
1: Yeah. It's, but it's, it's very similar to, like, what it is like to actually just live in Vegas if you – Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: For, yeah. sure. for sure, for um, sure. you know, we go and we eat. We have a couple restaurants we really like. I have this local casino called Red Rock Casino that's awesome. Like, if you ever are there and you just like gambling and relaxing, then stay at Red Rock Casino. In Summerlin rather than, like, on the Strip or down on Fremont Street or something.
1: Yeah, they got a great sports book and also a great IMAX theater uh, close
0: by mm-hmm. when it's not COVID. hmm hmm And that's what we do. And it's so funny, though, because every time you tell someone you're going to Vegas, and I don't blame people for this at all. It's a very natural reaction. Everyone instantly turns into, like, their version of a Vegas bro. They could be, like, the least broy people, but you tell them they're going to Vegas and they just change, like, how they are and how they talk. And it's so funny to me because it's always just cl- very clearly rooted in, like, the one bachelor party or bachelorette party they've been to in Vegas.
1: Well, there's, I mean, there usually is only a singular Vegas experience.
0: Yes, that's true. But, I it, but it, you know, it's always like, you know, Oh, yeah. I'll be like, me and my wife are going to Vegas to hang out in a family condo. Yo, bro. Bro, you're going to Vegas, bro? (laughs) Shit, you got to stay in Mandalay. You staying in Mandalay? Oh, I bet you're staying in the Golden Nugget, you fucking cheap ass. Go stay in Mandalay. Only one place to stay in Vegas, bro. Whose pool party are you going to? You going to Calvin's pool party or you going to Aoki's? Oh, you fucking hipster. You're going to Calvin's, aren't you? I, I fucking knew it. Vegas, baby. Like, that's how people react every time.
1: Well, that was a little aggressive and also definitely more your friends than uh, the ones that run in my circles that have that reaction. Yeah. But yes.
0: That's fair. Still. Yeah. But it's like a lot of that, you know? It's like... Yes. And it doesn't matter how many times you've told them you go there with your wife just to hang out.
1: Yeah. We go on hikes.
0: Yeah, we hike. (laughs) That's what we do. We go on hikes.
1: Great hiking.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And, like, uh, there's even, like, people like... Even like when I was telling people we were going in the middle of the pandemic, uh, I would get responses like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like my favorite ones or when you tell them you're going to Vegas with your wife and they're like, you're going to Vegas? Bro, I know the best strip club, dude. Dude, you got to go to the strip club. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to be there with my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, go down to the Strip. All right, you got to find White Carlos. All right, White Carlos is going to put you on like the stretched limo. Well, it's like a limo. It's like yellow and it has a uh, bench seating on it. And, uh you know, they'll take you way off the Strip and it's awesome. The hottest chicks, bro. Bro, hottest chicks at the mm. Strip Club. Also, by the way, best drug dealer's there. You <laughs> yeah. got to go see this drug dealer. It's really confusing because his name is Quailude, but he sells really good molly. Uh, and it's weird because he's addicted <laughs> to meth. Uh, but, you know, don't look him in the eyes. Uh, you got to go to this strip club. I'm Anyways, like, so you
1: can you give me a ride back up right. to Jersey? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all these people we know from
0: Jersey. Well, that's also my Atlantic City voice.
1: Yeah. Okay, got
0: it. Yeah. But that's what it's like when when you tell someone you're going to Vegas. And it's just really funny when you go to Vegas to essentially stay in a retirement community and eat bagels by the pool.
1: Yeah, that's what we do. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, Vegas is Vegas. Vegas.
0: Yeah, Vegas is Vegas. (laughs) In the history, Lisa, what I'm going to get into here soon is like it's really funny because like it simultaneously is this interesting, unique history, but also super predictable. It's just like, oh, Vegas has just always been Vegas. There wasn't like some aha moment where some developer was like, let's legalize gambling. It was just like, this is this is it. This is Vegas and always has been.
1: Hmm. I mean, I guess that makes sense. You know, if you're going to Have development in the middle of a desert if you have some kind of like proposition that you think will bring in money.
0: Right. And we'll get into this a little bit more, but like there is just a very like real truth to the fact that that's what all of the West was, you know, from Kansas all the way out to California, like the 1800s, if there was a town. That's what dudes would do. They'd go there and they'd go get prostitutes and they'd gamble and they'd drink and they'd party and they'd pass out. That's what the West was. Oh,
1: so you're just saying Las Vegas was a holdout almost?
0: It was like they're the only ones who just stayed true to being the West, like the wild, wild West, you know? Mm. Everyone else just kind of changed and like illegalized everything and like ran all the criminals out of town. And Vegas was just like, no, this is how we roll, bro. This is Vegas. This is what we do. It's interesting. Yeah. But let's get into it. Let's get into some details, Lise. Now, you can't go directly into talking about now Vegas because it turns out that people have been living in the area that is now Las Vegas for about 9,000 years.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair place to start. We often don't in history.
0: Yes. Who am I talking about?
1: Native Americans.
0: No, I am talking about the Spanish. Damn it. Just kidding. No, you're right. Okay. It was definitely the name it was nine thousand years I'm ago. So confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. For sure. Uh, it was definitely like there's always been for a very long time human beings that sort of at least sparsely sparsely populated. Uh, I think sparsely, yeah. Sparsely populated the the area that is now Las Vegas. Do you happen to know the name of the uh, the tribes or the, the people that lived in that area?
1: Um, I'm just thinking of, like, street names there. I did, we did drive one, past one that said Apache, but...
0: Yeah, it's not so much Apache. Yes,
1: a little too famous to be, I guess.
0: Yeah, they were called the Paiutes. Paiutes. Which is, like, I guess, some sort of sub-nation um, off of the Utes, mm. which is where you get the name Utah, and the Utah Utes, right, you know, that's the Paiutes were more into to Nevada. Mm. And the Paiutes were just, you know... Pretty peaceful folk. They were hunters and gatherers. They were basket weavers, and they lived off of a lot of vegetation in the area. And the reason they stayed in Las Vegas a lot is because there's a lot of like springs and like water sources in that area. Mm. So that's why when you're in Vegas, it's not like just complete and utter desert. There is like some trees and vegetation and stuff, and like palm trees. Yep. A lot of that is not just simply like man-made stuff like there is there was greenery in vegas all the time
1: yeah which is so strange because like actually when we were there it rained for the first time ever that i've been there it rains so little yeah yeah there is greenery i mean not not a lot but right there
0: right and before it rained when we were last out there it, it was almost 200 days in a row of no rain like that's a legit desert. Right, yeah. (laughs) That is a desert. It was like
1: the first time it had been raining in like that long and it was like a drizzle. And I was like, man, this is just way different than Baltimore.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Um, Huh. And they must have been in the peyote too.
0: (laughs) Is that just a play on words or because there's cactuses, (laughs)
1: right? The cactus.
0: I know very little about whether they got into the peyote and the the San Pedros.
1: Well, I'm just thinking a little more because like, you know, Native Americans are associated with peyote, which for those – for people that don't know, I mean, it's, it's basically hallucinogenic cactus. Um, and, and then I'm thinking about it as you're talking about it. I'm like, well, they must have been in, in the Southwest, the yeah. Native Americans, because cactus isn't everywhere.
0: Right. And it's definitely all over like the uh, Mojave Desert where Vegas is. So Mm. I I don't know for sure, but I mean, if I had to guess, I would probably say that every now and then they would either accidentally or intentionally consume peyote. Yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting.
1: Uh,
0: And that's actually where they came up with the idea for the uh, Circus Circus Casino. <laughs> nice, God, that's a good laugh I got from you on that. <laughs> I <like one>. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the Peays were the main people that lived there. They lived in relative peace with the Hopis and the Utes, as I mentioned. Interestingly, the Navajo mm-hmm. also lived in this area. Hmm. Here's what they don't teach you about the Navajo because they try to like you know try to like have us like see. Native Americans in a different light. But the Navajo were big dicks. Everyone hated the Navajo. Hmm. They were slavers. Mm. So they would, like, raid other tribes and, like, take um, slaves. And they were kind of like the Navajo were almost, like, pre-colonizers of, of people like the the Hopis and the Paiutes. Um, before the real colonizers, the white folk, showed up.
1: Yeah. where well, there's a dick. There's a way
0: yeah. to be a dick. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm
1: a loser, comment. But you know, hey, I'll keep I'll keep firing. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's why you got to do. Keep that's,
1: shooting. That's how you do in Vegas. Yeah, just yeah, keep, yeah. Playing yeah keep
0: doubling down. If you keep doubling down, <laughs> least, slot machines, you'll, yeah. you'll catch back up eventually. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so the Navajo are actually going to stop raiding the Paiutes when more and more Europeans, or maybe not Europeans, but. Uh, people of European descent start showing up in the area. Mm. And it's going to be two different types of people that are going to start showing up of European descent. I'm basically trying to say there's two different types of white people that start showing up in the Las Vegas area. Do you have any guesses who they are?
1: My mind's going to another bad jokes about stereotypical white people these days. and. You know, preppy people. And, sorry, right. but no, we're there is the Spanish.
0: The Spanish, absolutely. So this, Las
1: Vegas is, I mean, that's a Spanish term. It
0: is actually, absolutely is a Spanish word. We'll talk about what it actually means in a second here. But um, the Spanish, right, because Santa Fe, fun fact, Santa Fe, New Mexico, is actually the longest continuously populated city in the modern-day United States. Isn't that wild? It's nothing on the East Coast. It was actually Santa Fe, New Mexico, because it was a town established by Spanish like monks that like went there to set it up as like a religious stronghold. Mm. So it's pretty close to Santa Fe and it yeah. was on a trail from Santa Fe, New Mexico. You would sort of go there because you'd see all the vegetation and the waters and the springs. So you would go there on your way to the coast, aka, you know, what will become Los Angeles. So it is Partially between Santa Fe and Los Angeles, mm-hmm. so you saw a lot of Spanish travelers on that route. Mm-hmm. And then there's another type of white dude who started coming out there a little bit later because they were fleeing persecution in the east because they had some interesting religious beliefs.
1: Oof. Um, well, is it... So was it the Quaker? No. No, no. Are the good this ones? Is, don't overthink Not this, the good ones, the first one. The... the the Pilgrims were Quakers, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or and Puritans,
0: yeah, but it's very similar concept. Okay,
1: yeah. and then, um, oh, Catholics. No, I really not. don't keep track of white people religion. Okay, but no religion really. No, probably more white for God's sakes.
0: What state is right next to Nevada? Especially near... Oh, the, the Mormons.
1: Things, the Mormons. <laughs> <My
0: bad>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just watched a show about Mormons building houses all over Nevada and Utah.
1: Decorating houses.
0: Okay, decorating. Totally of,
1: different. Yeah. Um, oh, I, so I knew they went on like a whole pilgrimage to like find the chosen land, but I didn't know that was because they were they were being pushed out.
0: Yeah, yeah. They were kind of like going to pursue their own religious interest of like polygamy and stuff. And then they ended up in Utah and they, um, they settled there because of how breathtakingly beautiful it is. And I've always said that Utah is the prettiest state in in America. They literally stopped in Utah because they were like, oh, this place is like Providence. This is.
1: Yeah. Didn't they like make their proclamation in like Zion National Park? Like, it's like ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And that's where the name comes from. (laughs) Oh, right. Full circle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. So, so, yeah, and Vegas is obviously very close to Utah and all those yes. beautiful national parks and everything where the Mormons
1: settled. We have made some day trips from yeah. there.
0: Yeah. Now, the Mormons or the Latter Day Saints, the LDS,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're going to come to Vegas, and when they show up at Vegas, like a lot of the things when white people first started showing up on Native American lands, like it was kind of like a pseudo good thing at first. Mm. Because what happened was is that the, the Mormons built the first like, freestanding western building just in about a mile north of what is now Fremont Street. And people, if you don't know what Fremont Street is, we're going to get into it. You don't, wor- don't you worry. And they set it up there. It was near a water source. And it, on one hand, the payouts were like, I don't like these white people setting up right next to our water source. But on the other hand, they had guns and stuff, and they kept the Navajos from doing their slave ratings. Mm -hmm. So the Paiutes and the Mormons, like, sort of, of, like, got – they built this sort of relationship where they were sort of living in peace because they were, like, glad they weren't getting, like, kidnapped into slavery. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, because the Mormons were sort of controlling the water source, they they almost developed a dependency on the the white people that they really didn't need because they had been living there for nine thousand years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
1: yep. Common enemy.
0: Right. Now, with the sort of Mormon-established building there, it's gonna it's like a fort essentially, and it's gonna change hands a lot. It's not always Mormon. Um, but a big draw of white people out west was stuff that's in the earth, right? Yeah. So you start mines yep. and mining towns, mm-hmm. right? Do you know what starts popping up if you have a successful mining town too? Like what might end up being built into your town? saloon. Well, yeah, there's always going to be a saloon. Double doors. There's going to have a double doors.
1: Piano player.
0: Old-timey piano player. Yeah. People are going to kick it over, open. They're going to yell, barkeep. Whiskey. Whiskey.
1: And then there's going to be a lady who comes around and solicits services.
0: Sure, sure.
1: Yeah, so a brothel. Sells foot
0: jobs for a gold piece. And then (laughs) (laughs) if they didn't ride a horse into town, though, how would they have gotten there?
1: Oh. um, Wait,
0: what year is this? We're talking like late 1700s, early 1800s. All the way up until the late eighteen hundreds actually.
1: Okay. So they didn't ride a horse. And is, is is the trains around yet?
0: Yeah. Okay, yes. okay. Let's start talking <laughs> trains. We're talking eighteen hundreds here, right? so like
1: <laughs> flashing back to being at the wedding where everyone was talking about the podcast and my dad was basically like preempting everyone being like my daughter she sounds a little dumb on the podcast she's not really like, <laughs> i think and i'm like saying these things I'm like this is this is what he's talking about Yeah, i know yeah. about trains
0: yeah you do know about trains yeah <laughs> okay yeah so um You know, this is around like the 1850s and 1860s when Mm -hmm. railroad folks and miners and Mormons are going to have like a big enough presence that you're going to start seeing a semblance of a city start there.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. So we've talked about the water sources. Okay. So that was a big reason why Vegas is where it is. Because it literally Las Vegas was Spanish for, and you can translate it two different ways. It either means the meadows, because it was kind of like a meadow in the desert, mm-hmm. or it also means sort of like a, the oasis, which is kind of like in this scenario the same thing, right? Yes. So that's what Las Vegas means. That's part of the reason why it's there. The other crucial part of why Vegas is where it is is again going back to the Mormons, because the Mormons, they're good business folk. And they realize that when they're out there in Utah that they need access to a coast. And the biggest city out on the coast was, of course, L.A. LA. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a map, Las Vegas is almost exactly halfway between um, what Provo, Utah, I think it is. and Or no, I think it's Salt Lake City, Utah, and Los Angeles. Mm. So it was like a dump-off point. And then when there was like silver mines in the area, it became a mining town, which eventually is going to lead to a railroad town there as well. So here you have miners, you have what's left of the Paiutes, you have railroad folks, you have the Spanish still on their pathways, on their Spanish trail, it's called the Spanish Frontier Trail, all all sort of developing this tiny little town in the middle of the desert.
1: Mm.
0: And that's like when we start seeing the semblance of the city. Okay. Quick note before we move on, just to give you what the deal is with the Paiutes. The Paiutes now live in a reservation. Um, it is a couple miles north of modern-day sea limits of Las Vegas. It's a pretty sad scene. There's only, like, I don't know, like 75 registered Paiutes in the reservation. Mm. And they um, sell a lot of tobacco products. Like, they own, like, vape shops and shit. That's, mm. that's what they do. It's mm. a shame. Yeah. Unfortunately... But um, officially, Las Vegas is going to be named a city in 1905. It's going to be largely pushed by a guy named William Clark. Lisa, when you're in Las Vegas, what county are you in? Clark
1: County. Clark
0: County, because it's a guy named William Clark. He's a railroad man. He owned a lot of Vegas, and he started selling it off to other rich people and being like, hey, let's, let's develop these pieces of land, Let's do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Lisa, we're going to take a break real quick. And before we take a break, though, I'm going to say that this is a great opportunity. If someone wanted to sponsor one of our episodes, <laughs> that they can pay thirty dollars for a thirty second commercial, where we will say whatever you want us to say. Whatever. All right. Be right back. All right. So let's let's get let's start getting to the fun part. Right. Okay. All right. So uh, as we mentioned. The West was a bunch of little towns where everyone drank and smoked and gambled and and prostituted, right? And and Vegas was always this, okay? So an interesting time for Vegas is going to be the 1920s and the 1930s, all right? What do you think is relevant about the end of the 1920s when it came to developing Vegas?
1: You always give me this question, and I like it because I know the answer. Yes. Great
0: Depression. Yeah, so we're going to get to the Great Depression. The other big part of the Great yeah, Depression, that though. That an answer? It is, but it's, I want to talk about another part of the 20s first, which is prohibition. Oh, right. Yeah, because, yeah. like, can you imagine Vegas being told they're cancer of alcohol? <laughs> like, how are you going to stop them? They're this little town, this little desert town in the middle of nowhere. And you're going to try to tell these people that they can't have alcohol? Please, right?
1: I'm sure, actually, a lot of towns are like that, to be
0: honest. Uh Think
1: about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. But, I mean, if you're from, like, a a place where there are a lot of police officers, like, you Mm -hmm. know, like, Los Angeles is a pretty big city by then. And instead of getting hassled by police in Los Angeles, you can literally go to Vegas and do whatever the hell you wanted.
1: And that's where it all begins.
0: Yeah, well, that's a bit, yeah. Again, Vegas has always been Vegas, but yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, But let's talk about, the depression. Because yeah. the depression does have a lot to do with this, particularly. Um, what
1: people do when they're depressed.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah yes, <laughs> really? right? Well, that is part of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's like when you're depressed, you know, go get drunk and have, have some sex and mm-hmm. start feeling a little bit better. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a reason that vices exist. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Escapism. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Um, But the bigger thing about the Depression that's going to have a bigger influence is that the the government is going to start doing all these government programs to try to give people jobs. Mm. Can you think of a major, major government project that took place right outside of Las Vegas that was like part of the reason they did it was, hey, why don't we build this giant structure? Oh, Hoover Dam. The Hoover Dam.
1: I was gonna make a, another bad joke about Roswell. <laughs>
0: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> that, one would've, yeah, that would've landed. Not too far from that Vegas. landed. <laughs> um, okay,
1: but yeah, the Hoover Dam.
0: Yeah, so the Hoover Dam is gonna kind of make Vegas explode. Because the people working on the dam, it brought so many people to what was called Boulder City. It was actually called it was originally called like the Boulder like the Boulder Diver Dam. Um, mm-hmm. they didn't start calling it the Hoover Dam, they named it to President Hoover. And it was like the casual name for a while, but then eventually everyone just said, screw it. And it's officially called the Hoover Dam now.
1: Yeah, if you ever go there, yeah, I can imagine why it took so many people.
0: It's oh, a yeah.
1: staggering feat of engineering.
0: Yeah, it's incredible looking.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and all of these dudes, they're living in Boulder City in basically a shantytown. I think it was like something like 5,000 male workers or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. It's all dudes, too. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> for
0: sure. And, like, you always have to remember, too, if there's, like, 5,000 dudes there working on the dam, there's all these other indirect jobs that come with that. You know, people are going to have to feed them. They have to have stores, all that sort of thing, right? Yep. So you have Boulder City being built up. Yep. All right. And what these dudes would do is they would literally, they were working for, their, for the weekend. They'd get collect their paychecks on Friday and you had two options. You could sit there twiddling your thumbs in some shanty town in Boulder City or you could catch a ride and you can get into Fremont Street about 45 minutes away and party your face off all weekend. Mm-hmm. Gambling, smoking, alcohol chicks, the mm-hmm. whole nine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You could win big at a casino uh, and just not go back to work. You know what I'm saying, but then you'd be back a week later because you know you lost all stole your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was that it was going on. It was big for Vegas. It was big for Fremont Street.
1: You know, I'm just hoping that like some of those women back home, they got their rocks off too somehow. You know,
0: well, a lot of these guys were not necessarily married. Okay. Some of them were, okay. some of them weren't. Okay, it, let's, it, it, say,
1: let's yeah. think of them as, like, all young bucks that were, were like, 19 or something.
0: Sure, but the, the the sad reality is if they were married guys, then their wives were just back home trying to feed, like, three kids in right. like, you know, like, Not crammed that. in some other shanty in New York or something.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I hope they, like, you know, exchange longing glances with some male from afar, you know, like some romantic... <laughs> Sure,
0: just just give them a little something-something, too.
1: Yeah, Yeah. or maybe if they like their kids.
0: Yeah. Maybe that was fun for them. Maybe Maybe that's where they got their happiness, was was their children. (laughs) I've heard that people like them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, anyway. Yep. 1930s, though, eventually, the dam was completed. Yeah, and all those dudes had to go home. Mm. So you're going to see a bit of a dip in the the boom busts of Vegas. This was a bit of a bust period. For sure. However, it's going to usher in the next rule into Vegas, which is probably the funniest rule of all of of Vegas history.
1: If you move here, you can't leave.
0: No, it's when all of. Mm-hmm. The super seedy. You're saying no,
1: like that was a legitimate guess. I just that was just a bad joke. I knew that they didn't make a rule where if you moved there, you couldn't leave.
0: Well, I don't know. It's Vegas. Maybe (laughs) they did.
1: (laughs) Well, the the rule is. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it it is kind of there, but it's just in the addiction to gambling. But anyways, yeah, alcohol and alcohol (laughs) Um, (laughs) and prostitutes.
0: So yeah, you are going to see all of the seedy people leaving L.A. because there's a crackdown because of, like, Prohibition and the Great Depression. There's not as much stuff to do there. They all just flee L.A. And in the 1930s, Vegas just becomes a hotbed for gangsters, for corrupt cops, for bookies, gamblers, hustlers. All these people just flee to Vegas. And they turn Vegas, like, literally into, like, a suburb for people that like being shady.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's like you were apparently the way it worked is like you when you lived there and you lived on the block, you would like your neighbors would just everyone would have their different criminal activity. Bootleggers and booker bookies and, and pimps and you know corrupt cops and that's just who lived in Vegas in the nineteen
1: thirties. Yeah, no, I got I you, you're gonna explain Fremont Street later. Well
0: yes, because there is I wanna talk about the difference between Fremont and what's called the Strip when we get to the 1940s, okay. which is about right now.
1: Okay. Well, all I'll say, is, Steve, for those of you that don't know it, but, like, I've had moments where I'm on Fremont Street and I think to myself, this is the seedy underbelly of America. Like, yes. this is what it is. Like, in in full, like... Thousands and thousands of people from miles around you—you're like this is where they gather, and and I you know it's, that's a little extreme compared to like these people aren't all criminals, but you just get this vibe.
0: Well, I, you know, so and, here's let me say let me put it this way. Yeah, I see what you're getting at, but I think what it has become now is not that it's seedy people all gathering. I think it is. Normal people that go there to live wildly like seedy For people.
1: sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But like that side of those people,
0: yes, that desire comes out, out yeah. and
1: it's in the air and I'm just saying yeah. like it makes a lot of sense that like that's where like, where it was like real seedy people were ruling around and it's just still still in the air.
0: Right. You know, it draws
1: people in like a magnet.
0: Yes. So, Let's fast forward then to the 1940s. Drip, 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 drip. Yep, nice, nice fast forward, please. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: What's going to happen here is that what's the big event that happens in the 1940s, Lise? World event? Uh, the World War II. Right. So, dudes who have largely funded Las Vegas, they're going to be going to war. So we're going to see an initial decrease in the amount of people in Vegas. Mm-hmm. However. Mm-hmm. Huge Air Force Base called Nellis Air Force Base is just north of Las Vegas. All right, so that, now we're going to see that, that boom again because huh. there's going to be lots of dudes during the war stationed at this base. Dudes only. Mm-hmm. And some brilliant person is going to open up a hotel because there wasn't like a proper hotel on Fremont Street. It was just like brothels and like people would camp and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so now someone is going to put a place called El Rancho Vegas There's just this big hotel on the highway between Nellis Air Force Base and Fremont Street. And it's technically not even in the city limits. It's actually part of Clark County. The Strip, the Vegas Strip, is actually not even in Vegas. And it's El Rancho Hotel that is going to start what is now called the Vegas Strip. Because it's going to be super popular, because people can stay there, families can stay there, they can gamble, and they can actually stay at a decently nice place. Well, there's this guy by the name of, do you happen to know who I'm getting at? He's a a, a Vegas mobster who's credited with building up the Strip.
1: I think I'll know it when I hear it.
0: Have you ever heard of Ben Siegel? Or... Bugsy Siegel Bugsy Bugsy Siegel is this very famous gangster he was a celebrity gangster who was like in a lot of ways built up what is now the strip in Las Vegas so for people who have not been to Vegas there's two different places you go out in Vegas Lisa tell them about the two different places you go out in Vegas so
1: there's the strip which is what people are probably most familiar with well depending on what television shows or movies you chose to watch, but the strip has all of the famous hotels that you hear about now. So as Steve referenced the Circus Circus, the Mirage, the winds at the end of the strip. I mean there's there's probably over what, like 20, 30
0: Yeah, I don't know how many
1: hotels. Yeah, yeah, that that line the strip
0: Caesars. Yeah, it's more Palazzo, cr- Like all of them.
1: Yeah, it's a it's well, everything in Vegas is pretty commercialized, but yeah. it, and it's and it's a little, I guess, higher end. Um, of
0: course, it's definitely yeah. Higher. It's definitely more expensive.
1: No, I know. I, I say that because it's just it still feels cheesy and like, but yeah. it's like it, it's it's more it's more expensive to Stay there. There's high rollers, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then Fremont Street is um, it's very vintage feeling, like it feels stuck in like the '60s and '70s, like a lot of the signage um much cheaper like really easy to like have like really low t- like table bl- blackjack what do you make
0: five dollar blackjack tables yeah, baby
1: yeah they're really fun <laughs> um and um yeah and it's just like <laughs> i mean i no disrespect but it's so trashy it I mean. is trashy for <laughs>
0: sure and it's called one but it's of the, so yeah, fun yeah. i mean it's
1: the best people watching
0: one of the nicknames for it is old vegas yes. because like when people think of Vegas nowadays – And downtown it, yeah. Vegas also. Right? Yeah. It's also called downtown, which is confusing. So yes. The Strip is not downtown at all. Like, right. As I said, it's not even technically Vegas. Yeah. Um, and when you go to old Vegas, you're like, yeah, this feels like it's old Vegas. Yes. It's like older crowds. Everything's older and shittier. Everything's tackier. It's like really yeah, funny. Yeah. It's
1: what Chevy Chase's, Chase's movie features a lot of. Yeah. Um
0: but it is it's fun. It's awesome. It's I love fun. old Vegas. And now
1: it's gone through this weird development in the last ten years. Um Tony Shea, the the founder of Zappos, that's his name, right? I,
0: I think like that sounds right, right yeah.
1: Um, um which has like a huge headquarters out in Vegas. Like they put a lot of money into trying to like have Downtown, they call it the Downtown Las Vegas Project, had like a renaissance. And so it's like now it's like this, like certain areas of it are like kind of hipster. And like there's like these nice coffee shops and like these like cute little art parks and things like that. But then like around the corner is still Fremont Street. Chaos. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's just chaos. (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, so that's what we kept getting at at Fremont Street. So Fremont Street has always been there, but the strip has actually is relatively new, starting like dating back to like the 1930s and 40s. And it was largely like a gangster that many of you have probably heard of named Bugsy Siegel who actually put it together. Um, Bugsy Siegel was part of this huge crime syndicate um, who was largely funded by a New Yorker, uh, also a notorious gangster named Meyer Lansky. Lisa, what are you noticing about these names?
1: May or may not... Be Jewish.
0: They may or may not be Jewish. Yeah, so Bugsy Siegel and Meyer Lansky were definitely part of what was called the syndicate, which was pretty much Italian mobsters and Jewish mobsters working together.
1: We we are friends.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, you guys clearly brought something to the table because the Italians don't work with a lot of other people. Oh, yeah, I mean, Meyer great La- minds. Right. <laughs> Meyer Lansky was like a super wealthy, like super powerful, influential New York gangster. He sent Bugsy Siegel to Los Angeles to sort of develop Los Angeles and get money out of there. But then when Bugsy first made it to Vegas, he was like, holy shit, Maya, this is where we want to be.
1: <laughs> this yeah. is where I want to
0: be. Yeah. <laughs> So, Meyer Lansky basically, with all this New York mob money, started this, allowed Bugsy Siegel to start this project called the Flamingo, which isn't there anymore. But it was the first upscale, super classy sort of casino hotel where Fremont Street was sort of like that Western vibe, you know, old-timey piano, double doors. Mm-hmm. You went into the Flamingo, there'd be dudes in like tuxedos greeting you and stuff like that and like carrying your bags to your room and that sort of thing. Now,
1: it was... Sorry, w- this is the problem. Are you making me a cocktail while we're do- recording this?
0: Yeah, you're really making a lot of straw noises. Okay,
1: well, i was just like, you didn't know. This is how I feel when you're jangling your whiskey uh, ice cubes all the time. Yeah, I hear you. It's stressful, right? I
0: hear Yeah, it's fun. So anyway, the flamingo kind of flopped with Bugsy, but it was then brought up and became successful. Now, the only reason I bring this up now is because... Bugsy spent like 300 times the amount of value or something he was supposed to send, putting the, spends putting the Flamingo together. Oops. And I'll be damned if next time he was home in Los Angeles with his wife, some, some, some guy shot that poor man in the head. <laughs> Would you believe that? can't believe it. He spent a bunch of a mobster's money, and then the next thing he ended up dead.
1: Crazy times. Yeah. You try to be a good dude. Making an honest living, and someone <laughs> shoots you in the face. Right.
0: Um, but yeah, so it was largely mafia money, literally mob money, that built up the strip. So think about that next time you're on the strip. That place exists because of the Jewish and Italian mafia. We not have to add that part. Well, that's true. Just a mafia. I mean, all right, well, fine. Fair enough. But yeah, just to name a few that are, many of them are still around. um, The Sands, the Sahara, and the New Frontier. All casinos that are active casinos right now that were literally funded entirely by the mafia. Which is kind of crazy.
1: It is super crazy. Yeah? I'm sure there's probably a lot of weird shit like that in the whole country, though, when you think about, like, weird. I mean, because, I mean, okay, this is going to be a weird reference, but... I, you know, I don't want to shock you, but I don't really run in crime circles. You don't? No, I don't. Um, even being Jewish and all. You, didn't, uh, you don't know any Lanskys? <laughs> I
0: don't. Yeah.
1: Um, but it, you know, what I have seen on TV and movies is that there's like this big, I don't know if it's cash problem, but like you want to, they, you know, they either want businesses to like, to like front a lot of their cash um, or they just they're like, it would be a good business decision with all this liquidity to, like, develop other things. Um, And I think the wire had me thinking about that a lot. But anyways, um, yeah, so there's probably, like, yeah, maybe not whole cities dedicated to that, but it's a weird concept to think about in general, just bad money.
0: Yeah. Yes. Speaking of bad money, maybe even funnier way of bringing in money from the 40s other than the mafia is that in the 1940s, out in the desert, they were also testing nuclear weapons. Testing,
1: yeah.
0: Right, they were just blowing them up in the desert. Yeah. About 40 miles north of Las Vegas, so the casinos started advertising and putting in seat, seating on like the roof and stuff, and like where people would go and they would watch the mushroom clouds off in the distance. And that was like a big thing in the 40s. Was people were going to Vegas to see nukes exploding.
1: minus the radiation, it's a pretty cool sight.
0: Yeah, especially if you didn't know it was going to, like, radiate your brain.
1: Yeah, exactly. Ignorance is bliss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Until your brain melts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Also, just last thing about mob rule. The craziest thing about mob rule in Vegas is that, like, if you got caught cheating, you wouldn't get, like, thrown out. They would, like, actually beat the shit out of you and throw you out on the street. Like, sometimes even kill you if you got bad enough. Bodies in the Desert, at least. Watch Casino. Great Martin Scorsese film. I've watched it. Yeah.
1: Huh. Um, yeah, again, not, that's just not the life for me.
0: Yeah, no, not I know. The life for me. I hear you.
1: But good for them, I guess.
0: Yeah, let's get to the the modern era. It's re- The modern era is real quick because we go from mob rule to corporate rule. Um, very famous name I'm going to throw at you here at least. Okay guy by the name of Howard Hughes in 1966 is going to go to Vegas and he is going to stay in Vegas and he is going to love being in Vegas so much, but like also realizing that there's so much more like here potentially financially than what the mob knows how to do. Mm. So he is going to buy the casino he stays in and then he is going to buy a bunch of other casinos and then for a very long time, in the 60s and 70s, Howard Hughes is going to own Vegas, essentially. But then other dudes, like famously Steve Wynn, is going to start buying up casinos and land and everything. And basically, between Howard Hughes and then much later Steve Wynn, they basically get rid of the corporate rule and turn Vegas around 1980. There's no more mafia-owned casinos, and it's all just corporate Vegas. And that's the Vegas that we know now. Which is the sort of "quote unquote" nicer strip, and then your sort of cheaper, wilder, funner sort of uh, Fremont Street, old Vegas.
1: Hmm. I want to like be at the conference where they all decided that they needed outrageous themes for every single one of the
0: hotels. Yeah, you know, it is, what I mean, it it's like
1: nowhere else. Like it's, just, you know, like
0: it's like <laughs> we'll make a casino. It'll be just like New York. <laughs> She's like, can't people go to New York? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just come here. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. It's all just like absurd.
0: And there's like four different hotels that are just the theme is Italy. Yeah. Is like, exactly. <laughs> we're in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> and, and you know, it's sad though, because it's like some of it was like my first exposure to like those places, and I found out much later in adulthood about the real places they were like. Referencing So yeah. like Bellagio, like it wasn't Lake until Como. we started to go to Lake Como in Italy yeah. that we were like, oh, that's what this is. Or like when I went to Myanmar, um, I didn't know the Mandalay, right. Mandalay, Mandalay Bay, Bay was yeah. about um, a city in Myanmar of all places. Yeah. Which actually has a long history of being referenced in song and, and – um, Another like pop references, strangely, um, but uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, and so like clearly, they don't do a good, good enough job of like actually being like, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. But like, just enough to like steal ideas and like sure. just make it cheesy as hell.
0: Right. But I will say too that the most modern places are not cheesy themed. Like, mendley Bay isn't really themed.
1: It's not. It's, it's a, like sleek now. Yeah, and like, yeah, and like the wind is yeah. like really nice, and that that's like its thing, it's just being nice.
0: And then now there's giant circa, and circa is also sleek like the wind, and yeah, um, not themed. And by the way, has the biggest sports book in Vegas now for, mm-hmm. for my brothers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's Vegas now. That's how we got to where we are. That's how the history of Vegas in a nutshell for you. But at least I wanted to talk some crazy-ass statistics about modern-day Vegas now. Okay. All right? Um, the city itself is probably a lot bigger than a lot of people realize. Um, it's the 26th biggest state – sorry, city in America – there's over 600,000 people in the city. Wow, influence. Vegas is bigger than Baltimore. It is. Vegas is by a pretty large amount, too. <laughs> um, and the other thing that people don't realize is that North Vegas is also a city. It's a separate city called North Las Vegas. Yeah. There's another 200,000 people in North Vegas. Mm. And then Henderson, some of you might have heard of Henderson, which is sort of the more residential area to the south of Vegas.
1: Mm, it's like fancy.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, kind of a nice suburb. There's over 300,000 people in Henderson, Nevada, okay? And this all is part of Clark County, and as a lot of people may remember hearing from the election, Clark County makes up, I think it's 95% of the population of Nevada.
1: Is it that high?
0: It's outrageously high, yeah. Because the only other places that people live are Reno. Reno and Carson City. Yeah. Um, and they're, like, a fraction of the size of of, of Las Vegas and, like, the surrounding area. Yeah. Um, I remember looking, it's like, just staring at that map for election week. Not election night, election week. <laughs> because Clark County is, like, half the size of the county north of Las Vegas. And there's, like, 4,000 people that lived in the entire county.
1: Wow.
0: Because it's all desert and federally owned land. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, just to give you some stats on how big of like this the gambling scene is, the number one employer in Vegas, or sorry, in the state of Nevada, by the way, is is by far Nellis Air Force Base. Um, after that, it's the Metropolitan Las Vegas Police Department. But the remainder of the top fifty largest employers in Las Vegas. Sorry, all of Nevada are resorts, casinos, and restaurants. And the vast majority of them are owned by MGM. Mm. Um, And the only exceptions to that are banks and prisons. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. A couple of fun facts for you, Lisa. Yes. Vegas is the brightest spot on Earth from space in the entire world.
1: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I've actually been in, in Vegas more than one time on Earth Day. And they, when they shut it the whole, all the lights down on the strip for like, it's like, I think, is it a minute? Or maybe it's an hour. I think it might be an hour. Um, and it's amazing how much electricity they save in that time.
0: Yeah, I, and, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's I crazy. Believe. <clears throat> all right, I have fun trivia for you. Yeah. Okay? For years... Decades and decades, Las Vegas was the largest city in America with no pro sports team. But now it obviously has two.
1: Yep. They've been embraced fully.
0: Yes. So now that Vegas has a team, if you count Fort Worth as being wrapped up with Dallas, what is the largest city in America now with no pro sports team? Mm. It is the 22nd largest city in America. Hmm. This is a tough one if you're playing along at home. I'm going to give you a hint. It's in one of those Portland. St- no, it's not Portland. It's Portland oh, they has. have the the
1: best yeah. basketball team. Yeah. Um, sorry.
0: I'll
1: Let's give see. you a hint.
0: It's one of the states that just has like all of the big cities. Like all of the state, like all the big cities are in Texas or California. It's one of those.
1: Okay. So. Uh, It's probably California, right?
0: Nope. <laughs> it's okay. Texas. It's on the border.
1: It's on the border. Oh, San Antonio.
0: No, San Antonio has lots of pro sports teams. Yeah, they do. And it's not on the border. El Paso. El Paso's correct. That
1: was good. I was going to say. <laughs> really? And I was like, it can't be El Paso.
0: So <laughs> El Paso is the 22nd what? largest city in America. Really? In, yeah. Damn, yeah. man. Another Western city. <laughs> Um, all right, well let's get down to what I think is like the craziest stat ever, okay? 47% <clears throat> of Las Vegas' revenue comes from gambling. 47%. Half of the money in that city is from gambling. Not
1: surprising.
0: Right? Now, only the top 2% of gamblers make up... of the casino's money. The top 2%. Wow, wow, wow. And then to go further, it only takes 10.7% of gamblers to make up 80% of gambling revenue. So if you think about this, there's literally just a handful of rich dudes that fund pretty much all of Las Vegas. And then when you think about how much of Nevada's population is Las Vegas. It's almost like this entire damn state is funded by a handful of rich gamblers in the federal government, and it's it's nuts. It's like a
1: distribution of wealth.
0: Yeah. By the way, that's all the rich people. I wrote like it down. I was wrong. It's not ninety-five percent of the Nevada's population. Seventy-five. percent Yeah, that
1: makes more sense.
0: Yeah, it's still a lot though. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Also, final fun fact. of the land in Nevada is federally owned. Wow. And it's all just desert national parks and, like, military testing and stuff. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lisa, that's the history of Las Vegas.
1: That was was most excellent, Stephen. Good research.
0: Do you have anything else you'd like to add about Vegas and your experience there before we get out of here?
1: Just um, there are other sides to see if you're so inclined.
0: You yes. Can,
1: you can make it much more of like an Arizona feel if you want.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you can be in a quiet place near mountains with palm trees and a pool. And play um, some golf. Play some golf. Go to some cool dives.
0: Yeah. Eat some, Eat some killer Stromboli. <laughs>
1: yeah. The food scene in Vegas, overall, not great. But there are definitely, like, some good hidden gems. You just got to know
0: where they are. Yeah. Or your other option is just to ball out and go to all the the nicest casino restaurants.
1: Yeah, if that's your But style. they're, like,
0: outrageously expensive because, like, half the people eating in there are, are comped. Right. Comped people who just, like, gambled away thousands of dollars. Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I don't know if I, how much else I have to add.
0: Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Vegas, bro. <laughs> What's your favorite Vegas-based movie?
1: Um. I mean, what I, I can only think of that and then, like, the Johnny Depp. Uh, what is that Fear one? Fear and
0: Loathing in Las Vegas? Yeah. Have I ever told you that my favorite movie line ever is from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? It's, it's very simple. Yeah, I think you yeah. have and then we ate some mescaline and went swimming
1: yes mescaline also another word for peyote yeah,
0: yeah that's right it's all <laughs> there coming full circle there now. we are there we are yeah. that line's not that funny when it's out of context you kind of have to like hear Johnny Depp like rambling on about other things and then abruptly just go and then we ate mescaline and went <laughs> swimming <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah alright cool alright let's get out of here then
1: Yep, go Vegas, go cactus medicine.
0: You don't say go Vegas, Lisa. You say viva Las Vegas.
1: Well, I say what I say.
0: Viva Las Vegas. Here's a little fancier. Do I sound like Elvis?
1: Someone that's not part of the ancestral lineage of the Jewish mafia that founded Vegas. (laughs) I don't know how much you can boss me around.
0: Oh, quick other real fun facts. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing about people getting married in Vegas actually stems from people going there to get divorced in Las Vegas. Because for a long time, it was the easiest place in America to divorce, because it was one of those things that was frowned upon. Was divorce. Yep. But in Vegas, it was all good. So yeah. they figured if they were going to do divorces, they might as well make it real easy to get married. So that's that where that came from.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, like the, there's a extreme. It, it you can easily go too far down the path of vices. But there's something to be said about, you know, a place that isn't gonna judge you and where you don't have to live under, you know, stifling rules. Especially back when they didn't let you drink. You right. know, that's For kind sure. of lame sauce. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Sorry. Yeah, my, um, my phrases are really.
0: Let's get out of here yeah. before you fall asleep. Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah.
0: My, my name's Steve. I was a history teacher. <laughs> yeah, my name is Lisa Marion.